0: Bismillah ar rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu ala sayyidil mursaleen Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa baraka wa salama tasleeman kathiran ila yawmi deen amma ba'd We move on with our series on the hikam of Ibn Ata'illah al-Iskandari rahimahullah May Allah have great mercy on him So in his next wisdom which is uh, number 131 he says very interesting he says lawla satrihi lam yakun amalun ahlan satrihi lam ahlan what that means is were it not for the kindliness of his veiling were it not for the kindliness of his veiling no deed would be worthy of acceptance If there was no veiling from Him and covering of our defects, our wrongdoings, our shortcomings, then none of the deeds that we do would be worthy of acceptance. This is extremely powerful. This idea is extremely powerful, especially if we have issues with getting a bit arrogant and... Bloated by a few good things that we do The few good things that we get The divine enablement to do sometimes Allah gives us tawfiq to do a few good things here and there And we get so excited about it We think that we've done a lot We think that we've accomplished a lot So that's the benefit of reading Ibn Atta'illah's work If you go through the entire book it will, And focus on it And try to implement it It will really refine our worship like you will get, inshaAllah will get the balance That's why people have just loved it So the, the reason is that what, Why is this the case? Any action which is worthy of being accepted right, That should be accepted That's entitled to be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Is the one in which all the conditions for acceptance are found So if all the conditions for acceptance are found in something Then it can be accepted and what are the conditions of acceptance? The conditions of acceptance: number one is the secret of ikhlas, sincerity, purely focused on Allah, nothing else. Wa ghayatul hudur. Two things: sirrul ikhlas and ghayatul hudur, which means absolute presence. One is you're doing it for Allah, only for Allah, and no one else. No adulteration in that at all. And the other one is you're absolutely present when you're doing it as an offering. So if I come to give you something and I kind of like Just say, here, just take this, just take this And I'm looking somewhere else, I'm on my phone You're going to feel like, okay, I gave you something But um, it's going to feel like you kind of gave it half-heartedly You got something else that's more important for you to focus on Right? There's something more important for you to focus on That's why you kind of just gave it to me quickly Whereas if I have presence and I... You know this is especially for you make a specific focus and that's why we have all the conditions in our prayer and everything else Of facing a certain direction not just randomly praying in any direction Saying it in a particular way It's to force us to do the adab and the etiquette required for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So those are the two main things you have ikhlas in something and you have uh, an extreme level of presence When you're offering that ibadah to Allah, those are the conditions Yes, so if those conditions are met, Allah will accept them. What and also at the same time to feel that you have absolutely no power or strength to do this act except with Allah, or to stay away from not doing it except by Allah. This is basically what um, will give something Qubul and acceptance. So what he's then saying is that this is extremely difficult to get all of these conditions fully. We might have all of the conditions in some way or the other, but not fully. So that's why if it was then not for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's grace and his generosity upon us by veiling us, by veiling us and say okay I'll overlook that. He'll overlook our evil deeds due to his huge amount of generosity that he gives us, then there would absolutely be no action that would be acceptable. There would be no action acceptable. Because we're going to have some shortcoming or the other. We're just so distracted. We're just not as pure. Maybe very few times we're able to, if ever. However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does this amazing thing. Firstly, مَنَّ بِوُجُودِ a'mal Firstly he gives us the ability to do the action He allows us to be one of those who establish the prayer To give that charity Then after that He favours us on top of that With accepting it from us By ignoring The problems and the shortcomings Some of the scholars said If you look at it in truth, if you look behind everything مَا هُنَاكَ إِلَّا فَضْلُهُ There's actually nothing out there except His grace Because even us doing the action in the first place is from His grace He allowed us to do it as opposed to everybody else that's not doing it So there's nothing really except His grace anyway And we don't live, we don't spend our life except in His veil if his veil was to be lifted, we couldn't live this life. That's why, Walau kashafal ghita la an amrin azim. Had he, was he to, were he to remove that veil, then we don't know what would be revealed of us. Thank you, Allah. Yahya ibn Mu'adh says, radiallahu anhu says, Miskeen ibn Adam. Ibn Adam is a destitute. The son of Adam is a destitute, extremely needy individual. Why? He's got a body that's defective and he's got a heart which is defective and, and he, he's got a heart that's defective. He's got a body that's defective from these two defective parts. He wants to produce an action which is without defect. How is that even possible? That's obviously his remark. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, These are the people whom we accept the best of what they do. We accept the best of what they do. So it's up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept, and had He not veiled us, then we wouldn't have got anywhere. So the way he said it as well, anhum as opposed to minhum. In Arabic, there's the difference between the anhum is saying we'll just let them go, we'll just accept it from them as opposed to minhum which is more closer like from them, we'll accept it from them like that this is like we'll accept it on their behalf let it go, it's good enough He didn't fill it in properly, but we'll just accept it right? if you wanted it to be strict, remember sometimes you go to some offices they want you to fill in a form especially some of these visa places, third world countries they, you don't even know what the, the forms say right? and then they're so strict about everything Subhanallah. Something else which has been transmitted is that al-bala'u, bala'u wal-hawa, wa-shahwatu ma'juna bi-tini Adam. That tests, desire, lust, was all mixed up in our clay that we're made from. So we're going to deal with that. It's just part of our life. And Allah says That we created uh, We created the insan from a nutfa From a clot And uh, from, from, a, from a fluid drop And we're going to test him Akhlat mixed admixed with uh, tests, desires, uh, lusts that's 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 what it is. It's gonna have to come from us these things. That's why we're gonna have a challenge in our life to produce anything purely. So when it once becomes clearly established that that's our nature, and that's our offering, that's our weakness, that we're going to have issues regardless, then we're just not gonna be entitled for acceptance. None of our actions are entitled for acceptance. That's why, if it is not for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala's beautiful veil on us. We, we need his clemency, we need his forbearance, we need his generosity And That's why there's another hikam in which he says <laughs> Which basically means that you are more in need of his clemency, his forbearance When you worship him, or when you obey him, than when you actually disobey him Right. We've covered this before so I won't go into it again but that links to this So this is what Sheikh Abdullah Ganguhi says about this He says Only a deed entirely devoid of any egotistic contamination Deserves to be accepted Like if you look at it strictly speaking You fulfill the conditions then we'll accept it If you've got even a slight less we're not going to accept it now, Allah can do that with absolute justice in that regard Regardless of the degree of adornment and purification of the ego, there will always remain to some extent the ego in the self Even though this may not be discernible The ego by nature is an embodiment of evil It is because of Allah's grace and kindness though that the evil and the sins of the servants are overlooked and Concealed by Allah. He shows great forbearance by withholding his punishment from the sinful servant Above all, he accepts the servant's defective deeds And in reality, nobody's deeds deserve acceptance in his lofty court Because the threshold is very high how can, how can we produce something as defective human beings that would be worthy of Allah? So the system is just like that We can't do it So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses His grace to fill up the rest But the benefit of that is once we know that, we can never be arrogant. We can never be self-conceited. We can never take the credit, essentially. Once we know that. Now, anybody who doesn't know that, they're going to be basically stumbling around in arrogance, thinking, oh, I did something great. I did something great. I deserve the praise for it. So, O traveler, O seeker, do not be overwhelmed by excessive grief on account of the deficiencies in your acts of virtue because when you learn this you think like what am i doing then i'm so defective but that's the point our relationship with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a special one we have become believers and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us certain assurances that we will treat you with grace and may allah make us of those people in fact when allah most High accepts he accepts our defective deeds and awards awards the rewards for the very defective act offered by his servants. For today is 134 now. We jump from 131 to 134, which is on page 201 of the Book of Wisdoms. So in this one, he's saying something similar, it's related. He says, Man Akramak, Fa inama Akrama Fika Jamila Satrihi. Man Akramaka, Fa inama Akrama Fika Jamila Satrihi. Alhamdulillah. This one tells us something very similar but slightly in a different from a different angle. Whoever honours you, have you been honored? Do people honour you? Right? Do people praise you for something? You know, do you get praise for something? In Mashallah, you're like this, or you've done this very well, or you look very good, or uh, you're very generous, or you pray a lot. To Mashallah, you study very well, or something like that. I mean, has people praise you or not. I mean, have you received some praise? Right. So whoever honors you, why do they honor you? What are they honoring in you? This is where we get deceived. That if somebody honors me, I think like it's me now. Wonderful, it's me. Right. This is another angle from which Shaitan comes. So whoever honors you. Honors only the beauty of his veil in you. That's what they're honoring. Is because they can't see the defects. Unless someone can claim to have absolutely no defects, then they're probably very, 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 very self-deluded. Right? Therefore, praise is to him who veiled you. Now, just a really uh, a, re- a really weird example, right? You got somebody. Who is very influential Very suited And really looks very dignified But at the end of the day You know, they may be very frank people as well But there will be certain things about them That they will never open to the public Right Just merely one person relieving themselves That state You would never want anybody to see you in that state State of relieving yourself Right that's, how can we then say we're perfect? Yes, we can put up a perfect aura about ourselves we When we're in public, we can suit ourselves up And you know, put on nice clothing And walk the, the walk and so on But clearly, that's not our nature our, uh, you know, There's parts of our nature which we must do Which we cannot escape from That we would never want people to, to see even though we know people do the same thing but it's still something we won't want to show to anybody it's like okay what's the big deal you do it i do it so what's the problem it's still seen as something embarrassing even to let off wind for example is seen as embarrassing in front of others even though it's something that anybody should anybody would do and does do so whoever honors you honors only the beauty of his veil in you therefore Praise is to him who veiled you Not to the one who honored and thanked you So don't get so excited about those people who praise you Thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the praise you get And subhanAllah that is the way to deal with praise When you get praise, thank Allah Accept the praise graciously Some people don't know how to deal with praise I mean, I don't think I knew how to deal with praise You know when somebody praises you like you know you're like yeah, yeah okay and then you carry on so accept the praise maybe put your hand on your heart say alhamdulillah right that's a way to react to a praise so immediately you, you're thinking of Allah if there's any ayn that could take place in there you've dissolved it by the dhikr of Allah because remember whenever there's dhikr of Allah the ayn if there's a possibility of Ain, because when somebody prays you he may the evil eye, eye Unintendingly may come through in that So as soon as somebody praises you For whatever it is Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah Like mean it And that will be of huge benefit So Man akramak Fa innama akrama fika jamila satrihi Falhamduliman satarak Laysa alhamduliman akramak Wa shakarak the praise is not for the one who's praised you and who has been grateful to you, but really for the one who veiled you. So, you see, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken the responsibility of protecting us through His special protection. And He protects us by protecting our private deeds, our private actions, our disobediences. So, He's veiled us, then He caused people to praise us. He expressed to them the good that we do, and made it made it worthy of their praise to you. Right? So he's the one who's allowed people to see the good parts of you by veiling the bad parts. So he turns people turns people's attention towards you, lets them glorify you, lets them say good things about you. So recognize in all that who's doing everything, where is it all coming from, who's behind all of this? If you don't recognize that. That's where we. That's where we fail. So fa'rif minnat Allahi alaik, get to recognize Allah's favor upon you when He does that to you, when azil and shuhudi nafsik. and just completely desist from thinking it's me. It is you, but if you praise Allah, people are still going to praise you, just because you don't, just because you don't, uh, you stop thinking it's from me. Doesn't mean people are going to stop praising you. Uh, This is a really weird selfish idea Like I'm trying to justify in a very weird selfish way It's like I'm trying to convince us That just because we think it's coming from Allah And we don't think it's coming from ourselves It's not going to stop people praising us But at least the harmful effect of somebody praising us will be lost Though we think that's beautiful So when somebody praises us it makes us feel good you are saying no, don't let it make you feel good for the wrong reason Say Alhamdulillah Allah has given me this and he hasn't given it to you no you don't you don't do that because that's again becoming selfish alhamdulillah allah has given me that i'm just happy that he's given it to me so people are only going to praise us because allah has veiled the, the bad parts in us that's why allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the quran in surah an-nisa alaykum wa illa qalila had it not been for allah's grace upon you and his mercy then you would have followed the shaytan except a bit except a few otherwise it would be so easy to follow the shaytan because our nafs is just so inclined then Allah says in Surah An-Nur had it not been for Allah's grace upon you and his mercy he would not have purified any of you he would not have purified any one of you so he You can see now how everything is in the hands of Allah He covers us Then He accepts from us Why us? Why does He cover us and veil us And then accept from us? Well there must be something that we are offering But then that offering came from Him That means it's all from Him So the praise in reality Is for the one who veils you Who protects you not for the one who honors you don't, don't get too excited about that Because if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Was just to reveal Just one small amount Of our deficiencies That people are bothered about Then they would hate you Right They would detest you So thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For the generosity That He has bestowed upon you And has Basically protected us from so many other issues that's why Sheikh uh, he says <inaudible> had it not been for his protection of you from other sins, then you would never have been obedient. So uh, protection is not just from our. Uh, You know particular defects that we may have in mind. It's much more than that a defect would be disobedience Had Allah not protected us from disobedience by veiling us from disobedience. You would not have been obedient And if there were other things that he didn't veil you from then you would be despicable in the sight of people Just look at certain people whose issues become revealed then nobody, you know, they may have been in Hollywood for all their life enjoying the best of everything money and women and everything else and then suddenly they go down in shame because Allah has revealed it. Just imagine if Allah did that to us, Allah protect us. That's why, Allah says in Surah Safat, had it not been for the bounties of my Lord then I would have been also among those who would be present, who would be made present, brought into presence. So essentially the, the, our nature is that the entire creation, we work between us, we deal with one another, with the veil of Allah is always with us, is always with us. In fact, sometimes if our worst parts were revealed and even the, the most beloved people to us will start to hate us a poet says yadhunnuna bi khayrun wa ma bi min khayr yadhunnuna bi khayran wa ma bi min khayr walakinni 'abdun zalum kama tadri he's talking to allah satarta uyubi kullaha an uyunihim satarta uyubi kullaha an uyunihim وَأَلْبَسْتَنِي ثَوْبًا جَمِيلًا مِّنَ السِّتْرِ فَصَارُوا يُحِبُّونَنِي وَمَا أَنَا بِالَّذِي يُحَبُّ وَلَكِنْ شَبَّهُونِي بِالْغَيْرِ فَلَا تَفْضَحَنِّي فِي الْقِيَامَةِ بَيْنَهُمْ وَكُنْ لِي يَا مَوْلَايَ فِي مَوْقِفِ الْحَشْرِ So this person who's recognized this idea, he then calls out to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala and he says, They have really good ideas about me. They think of me as an excellent individual. Even though there's no goodness in me, me, there's no virtue in me at all. I am in fact an oppressive servant. As you know, he says to Allah, as you know, I'm an oppressive servant. But you have satarta u'yubi kullaha, you've veiled all of my sins, you've veiled all of my defects from their eyes, from their sight. And you've actually made me wear this beautiful garment of protection. This beautiful garment of protection you've made me wear. So now they've begun to love me. Whereas actually I'm not, I'm, I'm actually of those people who cannot be loved. Because I know my defects. But they've actually, made, they've actually thought of me as someone else. They've resembled me with somebody else. They've compared me with somebody else and that's what they think. So hence, now this is the main part. So do not ever... Do not ever disgrace me on the day of judgment among them now And be for me, be there for me In the place of gathering O my master O my master, be there for me also in the plane of my gathering Ya Allah, be there for us You've given us so much in this world You've given us so much veiling You've given us tawfiq to do so much You've given us an interest in loving you In coming closer to you So ya, on the real day when it's most difficult Then Allah help us That's why with the Prophet ﷺ, if you look at his state, he recognized these things perfectly. So remember, after Ta'if, for example, when he was persecuted, when the, the harshness, when their difficulties were pushed on him to such a great degree. Look what he says at the end of it. Because he knows he's got nothing to do with this. He plays no part in this by himself because it's all coming from Allah. He finally says, La li an afiyatik. This is what he says He says that I can never be free from your giving me well-being From your security of, uh, Your giving me security and well-being I can never be free of that I can never not want it I can never have enough of it And it is your security And your well-being that you give me Your safety Which is the broadest path for me That is the only path I can walk in That is part of his du'a See, people are of three types. People are of three types. In terms of being able to see the bounties of Allah, they are of three types. One is the, the the regular, the regular people. They're not the elect. They're not the special ones. لا إِشْهَدُونَ al الْخَلْقِ They don't see Allah at all. They don't recognize Him. They don't feel His presence. They just see creation. Everything is just very mundane. They don't see what's going on in the background at all. They don't know how it works. They just use the product. They don't know how it works. Number two are people who are special now. But they're not the special of the special. They're just special. Who only see Allah. And there's a special ones among the the elect ones among the special ones they see both allah and his creatures and they see the dynamic there and they see through uh, through his creatures they see allah subhanahu wa taala, so they're able to give everybody the true right so when you get a bit pious and you just start seeing allah everywhere meaning you notice allah everywhere you may thank allah and you may dismiss somebody else because you know when you get that oh it's all coming from Allah so I mustn't if you give me something and I'm going to say to you oh that came from Allah so I'm not going to thank you I'm going to thank Allah if you don't thank people you don't thank Allah can you see how you could get deluded in this sometimes so that's why the people of Allah they give the due thanks to everyone to Allah and the creatures they don't hurt hurt anybody's hearts may Allah make us uh, of that kind of level may Allah make us of that kind of level so when it becomes completely established now that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that honors you By veiling our, our wrongdoings, our sins and from doing further sins Even though he knows all of these things That's why he's the best companion Because generally the best companion is the one that's going to gonna be at your side all the time The one that's going to take you for who you are, whether you are going through difficulty or whether you're going through prosperity, whether you are fallen, whether you're successful, they're for you. They're there for you, they've got sincere love for you. That proves that it's only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has that kind of sincere love for sure. So make him your sahib, make him your companion, be with him. And leave the people aside, only deal with the people for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why he says, ma sah. مَا صَحْبُكَ إِلَّا مَن صَحِبَكَ وَهُوَ بِعَيْبِكَ عَلِيمٌ وَلَيْسَ إِلَّا مَوْلَاكَ الْكَرِيمٌ that your true companion is only the one who stays with you, who is still your companion even though he knows of your defects and that is only your omniscient master there's people who become very famous and they have fans. Millions of them. And then something happens and then the majority will just leave them. Immediately. Because they they don't like you. It's they like what you're doing. They like your position. That's what they're honouring. They don't it's not you personally. You're nothing actually. If you didn't do these well, if you didn't do these weird things, or if you're good, then if you didn't do these good things, you'd be nothing really. So what they're really praising is the good things which come from Allah and if it's the bad things, you know, the movie stars and so on, that's all they're satisfied about. Otherwise, tomorrow nobody's going to be looking at you anymore. Once you've lost your charisma, nobody's going to be looking at you anymore. But if you look at the people with the deen, right, as long as they stay on the deen, as, they, as long as they practice, they get old, they're on there literally lying down in bed, they can't do anything. But Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala still gives them, there are still people hovering around them. Tell me if that's ever going to happen to a movie star when they lost their charisma. They've gone. There's no retirement. You know. For, 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 for people, are our great awliya, right? even though they can't even speak anymore, some of them. I remember what, going to visit Mufti Wali Hassan uh, who was in Karachi after he'd become sick, right? where he was, he, he, uh, something had happened to him. He was one of the biggest scholars of Pakistan at the time. This was in the 80s and the beginning of the 90s. I went to specially to visit him, even though he was just sitting on a bed, probably didn't even recognize me right? at, a, at a younger age, he was afflicted by something, but he was one of the biggest scholars there Him, Mufti Shafi and Mufti Rashid Allah. Right? These, these three were the big scholars of the day This was before Mufti, this is Mufti Taki's father's time right? So I remember I'm going to see him just because of who he is now he, I can't benefit from him anymore like that But you still people would go and show him respect now tell me if somebody's going to do that to somebody else, because the love there is for the person because of Allah, not because of some weird thing that he did. So may Allah subhanahu wa taala allow us to get an understanding of His veil and to uh, turn all of our attention to Him. So Sheikh Abdullah Gangohi says here then um, is, O traveller, when someone respects and honors you with praise or gifts, do not become proud. And I'm, I'm receiving so many gifts and so on and so forth Do not gain the impression that you have in you some excellence In reality, the person has not praised you He has praised Allah's attribute of veiling the sins and defects of people He's actually praising the attribute of Allah The sifat of Allah by which he veils people If Allah Most High had not concealed your egotistic evils, people would not even spit on you. Like, you know, you spit on people. I mean, they, they wouldn't even spit on you. you. Wouldn't even think worthy of spitting. Ya Allah. What an expression. Subhanallah. All would have detested you because your ego is an embodiment of mischief and evil. Therefore, do not praise and flatter the one who praises you, or one who treats you with respect, honor, and kindness. The being who has concealed your faults is truly deserving of praise. The one who praises and honours you is not deserving of respect and praise in essence. This is, Of course you should praise them. Not praise them for praising you, but you can thank them for a, a gift they give you or whatever. However, there is nothing wrong in expressing gratitude to the one who is kind and shows respect to you. There is nothing wrong with that. Don't get mistaken by saying, I must just praise Allah. So, Actually, I had one person say that to me I, I, on one occasion. It just sounded so weird, like, I'm not going to praise you, I'm going to praise Allah. Which is fine. But, I didn't mind that, but I'm just thinking that you just got it wrong. Praise Allah, that's, you should be praising Allah yourself. Unless you're trying to teach me a lesson, maybe He was. You should praise Allah. There is nothing wrong in expressing gratitude to the one who is kind and shows respect to you For it is Allah Most High who bestowed the goodness to you via the agency of that person who has honored you So we we can thank them But the gaze should only be on Allah because he gave it to you These guys just praised you But the one who gave you what they're praising you for is Allah So he deserves more praise than that person But you praise that person We ask Allah for tawfiq We ask Allah to make this beneficial for us and allow us to embody this in our lives and allow our worship and our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be improved and enhanced. Allahumma anta s-salam wa minka s-salam tabaruk tayyad al-jalali wal-ikram Allahumma ya hayyu ya qayyum birahmatika nastagheeth Allahumma ya hannanu ya mannan la ilaha illa anta s inna kunna minal zalimeen Jazallahu anna muhammad amma huwa ahluh Ya Ma'din al Judi, welcome. Ya Khair al Mesulin, wa ya Khair al Moutin. Ya Arham al Rahimin. Allahummafilana or Hamna, wa Afina, wa Dina, wa Rzukna. Allahummafirli Ummadi Sayyidina Muhammadin Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allahummafirli al Muslimin, al Muslimat, al Mu'minin, al Mu'minat, al Ahia iminum al Amwat. اللهم اخفر لنا ولي ولمشائخنا ولي أساتذتنا ولي أزواجنا ولي أولادنا ولي طلابنا ولي من له حق علينا kulli من أوصانا بالدعاء Ya Allah, we ask you for your forgiveness. We ask you for your grace. We ask you for your benevolence. Ya Allah, we ask you for your generosity. Ya Allah, we ask you for your veil. We thank you for your veil upon us. Oh Allah, we ask you forgiveness from all sins that have become part of our lives. Oh Allah, those that we have done and forgotten, those that we no longer even consider sins. Ya Allah, we ask you for purity and forgiveness, for absolute freedom from these sins, from our defects, from our problems. Oh Allah, we ask you for your sincerity. Oh Allah, we ask that we... Single-mindedly do our worship for you, O Allah, we seek protection from the pollution and adulteration in our hearts and our minds O Allah, from inclining towards the evil and the wrong, O Allah, make your obedience beloved to us, make your disobedience hated in our sight O Allah, we ask that you grant us your love and the love of those whose love benefits us in your court O oh Allah, have great mercy upon us. O oh Allah, have mercy upon us. O oh Allah, have mercy on this gathering, all those who are listening, on the entire Muslim ummah. Oh Allah, protect us from all the evil diseases and contagious illnesses which are out there. Oh Allah, grant us health. Oh Allah, grant the entire ummah health. Oh Allah, grant them barakah and removal of the difficulties and the persecution and the subjugation. Oh Allah, make us of those who are close to You Make us of those who understand how to worship You Who refine our worship for You Oh Allah, grant us the sincerity and all the other requisites for our worship O oh Allah, protect us on the day of judgment O oh Allah, just as You've honored us in this world, honor us in the hereafter Do not disgrace us in this world or the hereafter Oh Allah, grant us Jannatul Firdaus Grant us Your satisfaction, Your happiness O oh Allah, we ask that You grant us Your beatific vision, O oh Allah, that You are happy with us for the rest of our existence. O oh Allah, do not uh, keep the Shaytan away from us, O oh Allah, especially keep us away from the mischief. Keep uh, keep the mischief of the Shaytan away from us, especially on our deathbeds. Grant us the kalima, la ilaha illallah. O oh Allah, assist us in all of our permissible needs. Complete all of our permissible needs, our permissible projects. O oh Allah, accept us for the service of your deen. Make us of those who are the keys of goodness and not keys of evil. O oh Allah, give us a hayatun tayyibah in this world. And we finally ask that you send your abundant blessings on our messenger Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi wasallam. You grant us his company in the hereafter. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifoon. Wa salaamun al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alayhi.